nation, rocking the nation. Good evening and welcome to another episode of 48 Shades of Football. Uh, as usual, I'm joined by Mark. Hello. We've also got two special guests making a, another reappearance. Uh, first, we've got Gary. Hello, listeners. Secondly, we've got the GS25 beer special. So We have indeed, yes. It's four cans for... Four. That didn't work really well, guys, did it? Yeah, uh, okay. We'll... Paul's will put a great sound effect of a clink in there, obviously. Yes. Look at Tosh. Is it Tosh? Tok, Tok, Tok. That's what, that's what it used to be, yeah. Yeah, the GS25, not GS24, I'm going to call it GS25 beer offer is back on again. Unfortunately, Vaughn's Hof has closed, uh, so we couldn't go and have a and have a celebratory drink in Vaughn's, but anyway. Yeah, so. If anyone knows where City Hall Vaughn's has moved to, please let us know. So if we uh, sound a little bit happier than we have in recent weeks, it's because we're actually recording this in the evening after a beer as opposed to 7 o'clock in the morning yep. on, a hung- on a hangover. Well, that wouldn't be the only reason why you'll sound happier, Paul, will it? Are you, what are you trying to improve? Are you trying to imply something on based on tonight's intro What am I trying to improve, Paul? <laughs> You're trying to imply something based on tonight's intro music. Uh, well, I'm assuming tonight's intro music, which was Joy by Soul to Soul, uh, everyone's favourite Soul to Soul song. Uh, why is it Soul to Soul, Paul? Because Soul are top of both the classic and the challenge. Fantastic. And this is the first time FC Soul have been top of the... This is the first time FC Soul and Soul Eland have been top of any league for about five years, right? Uh, first time FC Soul have been top since they won the league three years ago. Three years ago? Four years ago. Three, four years ago, yeah. Chumbuk, Chumbuk. Pohang. Okay, so four years ago. Okay. And yeah. I guess it might be the first time that Eland have been top ever. Uh, or did they? Did were they? Top I, I last don't year? think they were, they were top last year. I don't think they were either. I, I don't think they were top. We could probably check it out if we really wanted to. Uh, but we, we've been wrong about a lot of things, but I'm pretty sure we're not wrong about that. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure if we are, that uh, Stevie or Jamie Face Space or whatever he's Jamie Fitba will just like tweet in and be like, "We got that wrong, <laughs> my precious Eland." Steve will be spinning in his grave. <laughs> he will indeed. His although, shallow grave. Although apparently uh, he did have a he, he had an, an exorcist moment. While I was watching uh, Elan play Busan at the weekend, and apparently uh, vomited on the full-time whistle. Just so you know, we have not heard that noise he's either. Trying to, he's trying to contact us from beyond the ground. I don't know why he's making that noise either, but anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's what he was tweeting. Apparently, he uh, vomited on the full-time whistle. <laughs> <laughs> so your Windows Defender needs updating. <laughs> it does indeed. It's a bit like what Sol did in the closed season, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, well, they updated their defender, yeah. Obviously, they're sending a Yunsung off to the army next week and they're bringing in Windows defenders. <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> Who, I guess, is just going to be slightly better than the defender of the Jews. Who's <laughs> FC Soul's new signing. Yeah. But anyway. Right, we, we do oh, have... Oh, we missed you, beer. Right. We do have two rounds of, of uh, Classic and Challenge to get through. We do have a lot, Plus yeah. two batches of, of previews to get through plus a special interview with Gary about his experiences since he's left Korea. So I guess we'd better start. Plus an ACL? Well, that was the second round of previews I was talking about. Oh, it was it? Okay. So I guess we'd better stop bantering and actually get on with the, 
the, the nitty gritty. Okay. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with the week that Songnam were still top of the league. So let's start with round four. Round four, okay. And let's forget round five ever happened. So I've got a confession to make. Of this round, I saw maybe the last 15 or 20 minutes of the Seoul game, mm -hmm. and that's it. So uh, I'm going to ask the questions and not contribute much. Okay. But you obviously, you, you went, you traipsed out to Incheon. I did indeed, yeah. I was at Incheon for the Gyeonggi Derby, I think is it's called. And it, the, the, the match was a bit closer than we thought it would be. No. No? Not at all. The score was a bit closer. The close. score was closer. The match was nowhere near closer. Okay, so why don't you tell us what happened? Uh, so basically, it finished 3-2 to the mighty Songnam. Um, Songnam raced into a 1-0 lead after, after six minutes. Uh, I, I might get these two goals kind of mixed up because I'll be honest. Like, it was at the other end of the inch on pitch. Uh, but I think the first one was a header by Wang Yijo. Uh, like six minutes in. Um, the second one then pretty much on the 20 minute mark I think it was uh, maybe even yeah uh, we, we went 2-0 up uh, Wang Yijou again this time it was a, a, a pretty sweet volley uh, both both goals came from the left wing uh, no idea who was rampaging down that left wing to be honest but I know it wasn't uh, Park Yongji because he's shit and he's in the right wing <laughs> so uh, left wing Korean football must be Yong Kyun surely <laughs> it must be yeah but they were two pretty sweet crosses in um, and yeah the first one as I said the header second one was a fantastic volley so let me guess your man of the match for this round is going to be Wang Yijo that left winger that left winger yes of course <laughs> uh, I mean it was pretty uh, it was it, it really was kind of 21 minutes I mean 20 minutes in it looked as if it was going to be 5-6 now Incheon were deplorable, like, absolute and utter like, guff, to be honest. Then they got handed a lifeline with one of the dodgiest, softest penalties I had seen <laughs> up to that point. <laughs> Lo and behold, FC Seoul 20 minutes later got a worse one, but anyway. Um, it was a definite case of uh, ball, ball to hand, not hand to, to ball. Like, Kevin, who pretty much was doing everything for Incheon, uh, Kevin and the other foreigner, I guess it's John Judge. I, I guess uh, they only have two foreigners, right? Um, anyway, Djokovic? No. no, no, he's John Nam, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but basically, like, uh, Kevin shot and the ball kind of like bounced into the ground and came up. Yeah. And the Songnam player, the defender, really had no. He, I mean, he kind of tried to pull his hand out of the way. And, and uh, as his hand was going back, it struck his hand. Uh, the referee took about what felt like five minutes, but I guess it was only a couple of seconds. Uh, looked at it, uh, kind of blew for a penalty. Um, up stepped the captain, I think, Song Jae-hoon, yeah. uh, who kind of smashed it. Pretty, a pretty sweet finish, actually, and a pretty good penalty. Uh, left, left the keeper no chance. So they went in half-time 2-1 kind of a little bit deflated because as I said we had been pounding them for like the, the first 42 minutes second half started with uh, pretty much like the same it was mostly Songnam uh, then Inchon came back in it a little bit and then Kevin equalised with a, a pretty amazing goal uh, again left wing cross came in uh, and he and he kind of smacked it on the ball it was a, it was a great finish actually uh, two each probably undeserved but I'm a little bit biased Mm -hmm. uh, Songnam kicked off, ran right up the pitch. Uh, the, the, pole, the, the ball in the box broke to Thiago and he ciphered it past the keeper. 
So basically, it was like two weeks for literally. I think I think the official time was two minutes, but I think that was involved in getting the ball back and and, and restarted. It was literally straight from kickoff. Um, but Songnam did do their best to give Incheon a, a chance to equalise, right? Uh, yeah, I mean Incheon probably should have equalised. Yeah, like after that, Songnam turned off in the last twenty minutes. Songnam were pretty poor. I do remember seeing a highlight somewhere of your goalie basically passing it straight to an Incheon guy. Uh, yeah, I don't really remember that actual incident, but um, I wouldn't really trust too much of the highlights. If you watch the highlights on the Sport TV highlights, Incheon United are famous for having like really biased Sport TV commentators, so I wouldn't really kind of trust <laughs> to do much of what they were piecing together I mean, and then their highlight package. I, but I, I don't know how it was overall, but the uh, probably the Songnam right back or the right the right sided central back centre back. Did a back pass across the 18 yard box to the goalie, mm. and the goalie then passed it out in front of him when it went straight to Inchon's other foreigner. Not yeah, it wasn't Kevin. Kevin, it was our one. Yeah, 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 you're and then right. He shot it back, but the goalie managed to get back and save it. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, were definitely, I would say, were, were deserved winners, mm-hmm. like, just based on their first 30 minutes when they just literally gubbed them. Um, shouldn't. What the hell is that? We have an asthma who thinks we're in a nori bang, I think. Either that or it's like the ghost of one of the teachers are buried under the under the classroom. <laughs> like, but anyway, um, so it finished 3-2. The scoreline was a lot closer than the match should have been, to be perfectly honest. So okay. is, is Huang Ijo back to his best? If you'd asked me that uh, yesterday up until any point before 2pm, I'd have said yes. And then yesterday he was honking again. <laughs> so, uh, but he looked as if he was back to his best. Like that. I mean, like, they both finishes were pretty clinical. Uh, Thiago getting his third goal of the season as well was pretty good. Fourth. Yep, that's what I said. Uh, but was but was good as well. But again, he was honking yesterday as well. And Thiago's a, a centre forward or a, a winger? Yeah, uh, he's kind of like he floats in from the right wing and it is because like the right winger is part Yong Ji, but Thiago kind of floats in from the left right wing across the front. So I guess he's kind of like. He plays behind Wang Yi like across the, the, the full pitch, basically. Joint top of the, the golden boot charts at the minute? Uh, after this weekend, yeah. I guess, yeah. After the midweek games? After the midweek games, because Adriano's in four now, right? Adriano four. Pat Chiong's in four. Pat Chiong three. Three. Jong Joguk. Four. Four. Tiago four. Tiago four. I think Kwon chang also got four. Ah, Kwon chang will have four by now, yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was a great game. I mean, I can't actually remember the last time Inchon beat us, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and in fact, I think that's now four in a row that I've been at, at Inchon where we've won. Um, so yeah, but it was a good game, good fun, uh, good, reasonable crowd uh, for Songnam. Um, and I smuggled in some beers as well, which is always good. All right, should we go through some of the other... Yeah, um, so I guess... In brief. In brief. Start uh, with Sangju Suwon. Indeed. Battle uh, of the two promoted clubs. Yep, I guess we talked about this, like, Suwon had the upper hand over Sangju last season. Yeah. Uh, this one finished one each. Uh, last minute goal from Suwon, Yi Sung-hyun. Equalise it. Maintaining their unbeaten run. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's still unbeaten, yeah. A lot of last minute goals in these two rounds. Seems to be a lot. I think, yeah. yeah. 
Some of them deserve, some of them not. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I guess we'll get to that one when we get to it. Kwangju Ulsan. Kwangju Ulsan, uh, I think we'd said Ulsan were going to bounce back. Maybe we hadn't, I can't really remember. But yeah, Ulsan uh, uh, ran out kind of pretty easy to know winners, I think. Uh, goes from Kim Chi Gan and Lee Jung Hyup. Good to see Lee Jung Hyup scoring. And then Cheju Blue Wings. Uh, that, that was a bit bit of a manic last five minutes, wasn't it? Uh, I think they, there was something like four goals in the last like fifteen or something. Uh, I watched this one um, after. Yeah, I watched it on uh, Naver. Uh, Quan Chang Hoon. I can't. I really don't remember the goals to be honest. Uh, but Quan Chai Hoon, second was good. It was a it was a, a stooping header. Which yeah, he, he was a good at arriving late into the box. I think the first one they, they tooked it back from the byline, yeah. and ran onto it, and okay, right, it at home. Right. And then the, the the second one he scored. He again he, he arrived late into the box and and headed it that time. Yeah. I think uh, Jeju's second goal by Marcelo was a good one as well. That's the new Brazilian. I think that's his first goal. Uh, I think that was good. So basically, yeah, like it was like 15 minutes to go. Uh, about 15 minutes, like Quan Chang Hoon gave Su the lead. Then Jeju equalised with five minutes to go. Then they went two one up with two minutes, like two minutes later. And then literally from kickoff, Quan Chang Hoon equalised. So yeah, the, the so a lot of this, but a lot of straight from kickoff goals. Two teams who can't defend. Hmm. The interesting thing for me is that clearly the Suwon players do care about it because when, when the second goal went, well, even when the first goal went in, you can see the defenders like pounding on the ground. And the second goal in, they're like doing their, they're going mental. They'd gone from winning one nil yeah. to two, losing two one within a. I mean, they they do look at times as if they have absolute zero. Sorry, I mean, I think we criticise them as being of playing as if they, they didn't care, uh, but I think definitely, you know, they seemed distressed or like really annoyed. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like they're so a, a Newcastle or a Man United who sort of pick up their million pound wages yeah. for don't really give a crap about it. And I think and, and, and Kwong Chan Hoon did they, they have a great player. He he is certainly eclipsing E. J. Song this season, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Although E. J. Song's sort of being linked with various Premier League teams. You might say out of the young boys in, in the league, Kwan is probably the one that's going to get the big move. Or should get the big move. Of the guys that were nominated for the young player of the season last year, he's the one that's maintaining his form this year, whereas yeah. the other two have tailed off quite a bit, yeah. I think. How old is Quan? Under 23, presumably. Yeah, he's under 23. Is it 22, I think? Yeah, 21. All right. Poang versus Chumbuk. Uh, I watched this one. Well, actually, sorry, I watched this, the second half. Uh, the highlight probably being Chumbuk not winning. But anyway, uh, I finished one each. For all we criticise Lee Dong-guk, his goal was pretty sweet for, in this game, wasn't it? It was. It was, yeah. I, think, I actually think Kim Chinook who was not involved in any way whatsoever in the build-up or the goal, mm-hmm. c- caused absolute havoc in the Pohang box. I think they, when, because I think the, the, the ball came in and it was headed, I think it was actually, I can't remember who, who it was that headed it down to him. It was uh, Lee J. Sung. Lee J. Sung, yeah. Who uh, just said it was absolutely shy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and it was Edonguk who finished it. But I think just to the right of Edonguk, was the rookie, and I, and I actually do think that because the ball came in, I think everyone kind of I think the Pohang players were kind of uh, gravitating towards the rookie, thinking, oh, he's just come on, oh, blah blah blah, and yeah, I think he 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 seemed to cause a bit of panic. 
in the box, which is all he did do because he, like, he, he didn't score, obviously. But well, it's it's I guess you should maybe see it more in Korean football. It's the glory of English football. You get the big target man up, yeah. stick him in the box, and uh, he even worked for Peter Crouch in the World Cup. Yeah. Well, Andy Carroll scored a hat trick last weekend, yeah, so yeah. you can't say it, it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's the thing. I mean, he, as I said, he wasn't involved in the build up, he wasn't involved in the goal at all, but I think his presence in the box did create havoc. Well, that's it. I guess, I guess it was a bit like. Back in the day, Sunderland, they had um, Niall, Niall Quinn and Kevin Phillips. If you've got a really good striker like a Kevin Phillips, someone who knows how to find the space in the box, the big target man, yeah. <coughs> Don Gook was, was making use of the space that would be yeah, created. I think so, definitely. That's why I keep saying that Sol should sign Atinui to partner with Adriano. <laughs> well, Dayan, to be fair, he's, he's a pretty big guy and he's, yeah. he's, he, does, he kind of does that role, I think. But, but we spent probably, what, 57 podcasts complaining about Korean stri- like strikers poor kicking of the ball yeah. E Dongguk definitely connected with this one didn't he yeah I mean he's, he, really he's, he's had a great season he, he's had a pretty fantastic season so far scoring the ACL scoring the league beautiful technique on this yeah. and he scored again didn't he later so yeah. he, can't ask for much more than that actually, I mean. um, he's still nowhere near top of the scoring charts for this year though yeah he's but he's, he's Saving his goals for the uh, ACL I think mostly yeah. so Chumbuk went 1-0 ahead and then in the 86th minute Kim Chang-soo got sent off for the second time in a week second yep it yeah. was a, a horrible, horrible tackle. It was ridiculous. It? it was it was a double red card. If there was such a thing, yeah, uh, it was it was a disgrace. It was so a it was a shocking tackle. So he went in studs up. Yeah, raked his foot down the the poor guy's from knee to ankle, and then followed through with his trailing leg yeah. to make sure he was properly taken out. Yeah, I mean he yeah it was an attack. It was it was, it was shocking. And then and then he walked off the pitch laughing. Yeah, it was disgraceful. Uh, yeah, uh, he. Yeah. He actually protested at one point as well, and then yeah, as he was walking off, he was actually laughing at himself. Ha ha ha! Four minutes left. I've just raked my studs down your thigh. You're getting beat. Um, so I guess the last laugh wasn't on him. I guess. Yeah, because Puan got a last-minute equaliser. Yep. None other than than uh, Shim Dong Un, uh, who is slowly becoming one of my favourite players in the K League. Um, I mean, really slowly, but he is. He, he's kind of becoming one of my favourite players. What, what, what makes him stand out for you? Uh, he, he, uh, he can strike a ball. I think that's what sets him apart from a lot of. I think, as we discussed a lot, is like, you know, you give the Kwangi Joe, he needs like six chances, that, you know, and half his shots are powder puff at times. And I think a lot of Korean strikers, they, they can't strike a ball properly, but Shim Dong-un can, can hit a ball. Uh, he needs me scoring, he's been, had, he has a variation of goals as well. And I think with him and Moon Chang Jin, uh, they're two really good players, or two really good kind of younger players, and uh, yeah, I, I, it, was a, it was another good goal uh, at the weekend. So yeah, so John Book drawing wouldn't be the last thing that he drew in this podcast, but anyway. So but then I guess that that brings us on to uh, the equivalent of stealing candy from the from the candy store, Paul. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Are we going to talk about uh, John M Dragons versus? FC scuba diving. FC Seoul. <laughs> uh, did you watch it, Paul? Did you go in the end? Uh, I did not go. Or no. were you eclipsed by Otto, who seemed to be having the day of his life? Uh, I, I sent I sent my uh, my foreign correspondent Otto down there. Uh, I, I stayed back in Seoul and. Uh, he has got to be like the most honest football fan I have ever met in my life. I completely disagree with his opinion. Whether it's right or wrong, he's the most honest anyway. 
Like, he, he really is, like, brutally honest. I assume you're trying to make a point about Sol's 90-second minute penalty. Uh, I am indeed, yes. Let, let's, let's get to that when we get to that. There's, there's other goals to talk about first. There isn't, yep, there are. There's, so... There was John, so, John Lamb's deserved equaliser that should have uh, split the points, yeah? I, I only watched the last 20 minutes or so of this. So Sol took the lead on <coughs> 51 minutes <coughs> through yep. Isak Kyun, who's been a, a bit part player so far this year. Yeah. Presumably get more of a chance now that Shinji knows off to the army, which I guess we'll talk about next week. Yeah, after the goes, yeah. And I think it was uh, this beautiful hold-up play from Adriano. He, he took a long ball, kind of held it up for a couple of yeah. minutes, waited for the support run and, and played it through. It showed he's not just a goal poacher, he's also a guy who can set up goals as yeah. well. So based on Sol's form so far this year, you think they go 1-0 up, they're going to move on from there? Because we always said that Sol getting the first goal is yeah. very important to them, right? Yeah. So, but come the 76th minute, Sol, despite playing five men in defence, got completely split by a, a ball forward. And yeah. the Chonnam player ran on virtually uncontested. Pretty, a pretty sweet finish as well. A pretty good finish. I mean, actually, a, a pretty sweet goal they all then. Route one football, but still. And he had missed an open goal about 60 seconds before yeah. that. So uh, he did well. He did well to make amends, really. But um, yeah, he, yeah he, he finished that one calmly after, after missing an open goal 60 yeah. seconds earlier. But Sol were generally poor for the, the 20 minutes that I watch. Mm. And they didn't really look that interested. But come time added on. Uh, number seven, Kim Chiu. Bursts into the box. Bursts. One of the Chonnam defenders sticks out a foot, trips Sex. him over. Trips. I, I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure. It was it, <laughs> it was a, basically a tackle, the equivalent of Kim Chang Su for Chum, but I'm not quite sure how he didn't get sent off for it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is that uh, Kim Chiu. Kim Chiu. Kim Chiu, is that his name? The, the sole left back. The sole, the, sole left, the sole number seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, dived. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he did. Um, come on, seriously. Like, there was minimal contact. There, there may have been some, but there was minimal contact. There was contact. It was a penalty. Okay. This this is the old debate again. The Premier League, isn't it? When the, the the pundits will go, oh, there was contact, as if football is a okay. non-contact sport. Let, let's yeah. get this straight. Alan Shearer will say there's contact. He's got to go down. <laughs> and Martin Keown or Lee Dixon will say he's he's got made a, a valid challenge for the ball. It wasn't a penalty. It's, it's uh, the defenders versus attackers. Yeah. It? I mean, having having been uh, a defender in my day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to a stick. Jewish defender. <laughs> yes, I'm going to stick with uh, the fact that it was a blatant dive. Especially, I think the pe- the referees should look as well. Like if the player's going out himself, nowhere, yeah. he's got like four <laughs> defenders around him, and he's turning away from goal or to a side sideways to goal. Then he's obviously going to be looking to go down. It's not like he was running onto an open net yeah. where you'd think he's got motivation to stay on his feet. And there it was. It was such a soft penalty, but I, I, I guess there are a lot of soft penalties this game week, and I, I wish the refs. I wish there was almost a, a penalty for a proper foul and some kind of way of having a. Well, I think if you, I, I mean, we've mentioned the the Premiership a couple of times. If you look at James Vardy's goal uh, against Sunderland, he, he he could have went down twice. He could have went down when the defender pulled him back. He could have been down like, when the goalkeeper came out, like r- ridiculously. They try to bring him down, yeah. He stayed on his feet and he, and he scored the goal. And I, I just think that too too often these days that professional footballers and and in, in every league right, and in every team, right, I'm fairly certain if I had been Wang Joe in the same situation, he would have gone down. The fact of the matter is, it, it wasn't a penalty. 
Um, oh, sorry, it was a penalty as it was given, but the fact of the matter is that he should have, could have stayed on his feet but and the, didn't. And then the galling thing was that having gone down under the slightest touch, as soon as the ref blew his whistle, he's there on the floor giving, yeah. all, pumping his fists in the air. Then uh, Takahagi comes and like straddles, him, him, yeah. straddles him on top, and it's like it's not like you've done a brilliant piece of play. You've yeah. just you just basically like, con the referee, you get your team, which is going to be a victory because Adriano doesn't miss many, any penalties. Many, uh, anyway. He might have missed one last season, but I don't remember it. He's got that very nerve-wracking run-up where he sort of but wa- yeah, waits but 30 seconds to sight the goalie out and then he strolls up. Yes, yeah, but I mean, that'd be sort of worked to great effect in uh, Jeju, yeah? I think, I think the goalies are realising you've got to... Well, with, with that penalty technique, even though he's he slotted a couple away recently but you, you've just got to stand up and don't go early and make him make him hit it in the corner he did actually miss one he missed one after Jeju and that's what we said Yeah, we said on the, on, on the podcast that, that the goalkeeper just I think it might have been Suwon I can't remember but the, but the goalkeeper just stood and waited and then when Adriano ran up he was like oh, what am I going to do and the goalkeeper stood still Yeah, without without getting ahead of ourselves it almost happened again um, later on but, but yeah the keeper didn't quite but, say but the interesting is like yeah, obviously we don't want to get into too many spoilers, but he has taken two in the last week, and he's put them different sides of the goal. So, but that's all we, all, all we do with cheer, right? Telling him where to put them. <laughs> <coughs> anyway, so the game finished two one, uh, and that's the kind of results that, at the end of the day, whether whether or not they're deserved or not, that's the kind of results that that do split uh, champions from from second place. So after round four, Songnam were top. They were. So I'm Seoul top. second. Yep. And Chumbuk third, I think. And Chumbuk third, and I think Osan were fourth, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, you got a man of, ma- man of the match for that round? Uh, for me, man of the match, Wang Yijo. You don't score two goals and not become man of the match. Kwon Jung Hoon scored two goals. Yeah, Kwon a second one. <laughs> uh, probably I would say Wang Yijo because uh, Wang Yijo was also uh, he was just a pest all game um, and a good pest from a Songnam fan point of view he, he kind of like terror he was, he was just a, he was just an annoyance there all game at, at, against Incheon uh, and in fact it normally some six chances he scored one he, he kind of knocked it straight in so yeah I'm going to say Wang Yijo you got a man of the match um I'd stick with Wangy Joe, that sounds fair enough reasoning to me. Uh, anyway, I'm guessing it's his first man of the match of the of the game week, so um, yep. it'll be this hotly contested prize at the end of the season. He, he can. Uh, if only because we forgot one week, didn't we? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Kwon Jang Un, just for the same reasoning, but. Uh, Which would, in actual fact, be the second time you've gone with Kwon Jang Un in a, in a row? Yeah, but he didn't get any milk this week, did he? Maybe got maybe got a box of oranges. <laughs> maybe he's still got some. Can you believe that? A thousand cartons of milk for being man of the match at Suwon. Yeah, oh, yeah, you, you mentioned this last week, didn't you? Yeah, I remember once at university for I guess, I guess must have been bored, but decided to do the milk challenge. Who could drink the most milk in one night? So I, I guess he can invite all his team round and they can uh, see how many cartons of milk. Yeah, my mate did that as well, and then absolutely vomited like. Everywhere. It's not good. I don't recommend it to anyone. Uh, so yeah, don't, whatever he's thinking of doing with a thousand bottles of milk, don't do could, could come out at either end in the wrong, the wrong kind of. Uh, yeah, it's not a good. It's, it's not, not a good a, challenge. Not a good idea. All right. Okay, uh, Keely Challenge. I guess up next. 
Did you go to any games? Wa- nope. Watch any watch any highlights? Nope. I know so nothing to about this league. Go through the results then. Yep. Okay, so first up, Dejan versus the filth. Eh, the filth, I almost said that. Why did I say it? Dejan versus the police. The, the, the pansies. The pansies. No, they're actually uh, Mugunghwa, that's uh, hibiscus. Hibiscus. So, yeah, Dejan at home to the police. Uh, that one finished 1 0 with police. I think we predicted in a way win. Dejan continuing with a horrible start. Yep. Kind of rooted at the bottom. Three, three losses. They're still not bottom though, because Killingham still still to overhaul them. Which is pretty bad, right? But then again, they have yeah, Killingham horrendous. But they have that minus. Might start did start on minus ten, so minus ten, right? You could imagine it might be this weekend they finally. I think so, yeah. Uh, next up we have uh, Chunju one, uh, Gang one two. Battle of the bottom feeders. You'd think <laughs> the bottom feeders. Uh, I did see, interestingly, a goal for Matthias Alves. Uh, I'm assuming that's Danny's uh, cousin. Kang one do have a habit of picking up relatively decent Brazilians, don't they? They do, actually, yeah. So I'm assuming he's going to be another good one. Uh, the big match was uh, Buchon versus Eland. Buchon's first home game in round three. Yep. Yoja Chingu were there. Uh, as were about 11 or 12,000 Buchonites, I yep. think. For, yep. for some of the match anyway some of the match for, uh, until Yoja Chingo stopped 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 miming uh, and then they all left uh, and it was a, an, an Elan victory uh, an own goal by Kim Young-nam so I guess if you're if you're going to score an own goal you don't want to do it in front of like 12,000 people watching five young girls gyrate on the pitch so he'll probably have a complex that 10,000 people walks out after he, he scored an own goal without <laughs> realising that it's because they're only there to watch Yoja Chingo <laughs> exactly uh, next up on the Sunday we had Daegu versus Gyeongnam. Uh, that was goalless. So yeah, uh, Daegu beginning to see their 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 kind of veil slip a little bit. They kind of probably should have won that one. To be I think honest. they are missing Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah. So. And then uh, final game was Goyang uh, Ziplock versus Busan. I park. Pusan I captain. Yeah. Uh, Pusan won that one one nil. Look as if they're getting their their uh, charge on. Could see them back in the in the classic next year. Do you think? Uh, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Hopefully not as well. Yeah, it's too far away. Okay, so yeah, so that was a uh, pretty interesting r- result. I guess probably the biggest one was uh, Elan beating beating Pusan. And I guess as we kind of hinted to it at the beginning of the podcast, that might have put Elan. On your, way, on your way to being top, yeah? Uh, any comments on the challenge, guys? Nope. Nope? Okay, sweet. Okay, so time to move on. Aye. So, Paul, you said earlier on that we have a special guest. Yep. And Mr. Asahi Kirin Suntory is now going to be an interview about his experiences in, in the GS25 fridge. <laughs> indeed, what, what's, what's quite interesting is that Mr. Kirin is almost finished and Mr. Kelly is thinking about going and getting some more Mr. Kirin. <laughs> Mr. Asahi is also running low. Um, Mr. Suntory has been pacing himself, but uh, we'll... Mr. Mr. Suntory has, yeah. But then again, Mr. Suntory probably has a, has a Mrs. Suntory to go home to. <laughs> But um, no, we are halfway through our allotted time for this podcast, so I guess we'd better get on to our interview with Gary. After leaving Korea, you pop back to the UK for a bit, and now you're back. Now you're in China. Yeah. Have you managed to take in a few matches in China? 
Yeah, I've been to I've been to three uh, three of the grounds so far. I've seen both the Guan, uh, Guangzhou teams play Guangzhou Fuli and Guangzhou Evergrande. Both um, at home. Or? Yeah, both at home. Okay. Well, the the, the Guangzhou uh, Fuli it happens with the derby against Evergrande. So I went as an away fan in the Fuli end. It's, it's actually really hard to get tickets for Guangzhou Evergrande. They they sell out. You're using your Guangzhou to get them, were you? <laughs> no, no, I'm I, I'm, a, I'm a fully signed up uh, Fuligan, the Guangzhou Fuli Supporters Club. So uh, we got we got uh, free tickets in the away end. Um, so the only place where there was empty seats was in the away end. The whole forty-eight thousand whatever home fans it were were there. So even though it was a, a an away game in their own city, there weren't many RNF fans interested in going. RNF don't have that many fans. They they get fifteen twenty thousand at their games, but I think a lot of them, because football's quite new in China, a lot of them are football fans. So they'll turn up and they'll support Evergrande one week, fully the next week. Um, you you'd even see people that, at the stalls. They're selling almost as many Evergrande shirts outside the fully ground. When, when whenever Grand aren't playing, as they are selling foolish shirts, so people will like if, if you try to do that. I'm guessing outside like um, Anfield, you try to sell an Everton shirt, and everyone would kind of like Didn't you? yeah. <laughs> but in in China, it's a it's a bit less tribal, I guess. A lot of the fans are just Guangzhou fans. They'll go follow one week one one team one week one week one team but, the other team the next week. But I mean, I, I I've been to Guangzhou as well with, to watch FC Seoul, and I heard at that time that a lot of Guangzhou Evergrande fans aren't actually from Guangzhou. They're sort of commuting from Shenzhen or other cities which are like an hour or two hours away. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the population of Guangzhou province is over 100 million. And they, uh, Shenzhen, city of 12 million people, doesn't have a team. Uh, there's other cities uh, like Dongguan on the, on, the, on the edge of Guangzhou don't have a team. So, so yeah, I, I guess some of the fans could be coming in from, from quite a distance. All right. So, uh, based on your experience, like obviously you've been to a whole, you've been to what six or seven different grounds in Korea, and you've seen three matches live in China. What would you say the main differences between K League and the Chinese Super League? Um, I'd say one thing you notice. So it's something you notice everywhere in China. There's so many people, yeah. um, but there, there's more fans in the grounds. That I, I went to see Chongqing Li Fan play, and it was a probably a mid-table couple of teams, and they they managed to pack. 38,000 in for that game um, so it's generally a bit noisier a bit more um, a bit more noise a bit more atmosphere I guess that, and, but I'd say in Korea um, Korea's very different to English football, China almost reminded me a little bit more of English football like in China it's the, the football style or the, the, the general atmosphere? The, the atmosphere and the style as well Like the the in Korea it's very noticeable how mixed the crowd is like you'll get a lot of uh, girls, a lot of women attending the match, yeah. and a mix of ages. In China, it did tend to be like young men will go to the football. You do still see families, but not as much as you do in Korea. Um, then they regulate the alcohol a lot more in China, which in Korea, again, I, I don't think they need to. They can just have the, the corner shop inside the ground, and, and no one's going to push it a bit. Whereas in China, I, I guess they're, they're a bit more conscious of their. They, they don't want to, to see any kind of trouble, so... Um, proper segregation, right? Yeah, proper segregation. Not, not like in Korea where most grounds you can... Most of the smaller grounds you just walk around into the home fan to get your beers at half-time and... Yeah, exactly. And and then the, the Evergrande derby, they, they kind of... They made the away fans stay behind for half an hour, 40 minutes while the stadium cleared before they let them go home, which when you're bursting for the toilet after uh, a few drinks is not the... Uh, 
it's not the best idea, but but yeah, we uh, we just about managed to cope. I think yeah, because I've only been to two matches in China. One was the obviously the the ACL final against Guangzhou away, and then back in the mid nineties, I saw England play a friendly in Beijing. Oh, when Gaza was playing. Yeah, just mm. just before we went to visit the, the dentist chair. <laughs> right. And again, both times. I mean, it's interesting you say it's more like England because my experience. We we often say that the Korean fans are very regimented and they don't really react to what's happening on the pitch. It's all kind of controlled cheering. But my experience in China was it was even more so. Yeah, I will say they they do have that same. You have a guy with the with the the megaphone, or they have two or three with the megaphones, and they're leading the chants. And that the the chants are very regimented. Uh, and I guess perhaps that's partly you you maybe you don't get. The, the, the rivalries in England have built up over years and years and years. In yeah. Guangzhou, the teams are even newer than Korea. Some of Evergrande barely existed. Was it ten years ago or something? It's, it's yeah. a very, very new team. Um, but I, I think um, maybe that will develop over time. Although I wouldn't understand what the chants were at the moment anyway. But the, the one good thing I would say about Chinese football or Chinese football fans is they they've got some sort of dischants, haven't they? Some swearing. Yeah, and they're quite happy to have a go at the opposition, mm. whereas we hardly ever see that in Korea, do you? Yeah, I've been very impressed by the away support as well. Like some of the some of the games, you're talking like five hundred, a thousand miles between cities, and I don't know if it's like migrant workers who are based in a certain city who who come along. But the the game I saw the the um, the Chongqing Lifan game or the, uh, the the first game I saw at RNF actually it was um, uh, it was Javinho and. Um, the Argentinian guy whose mind's gone out of my head. Um, Peter. Peter, yeah. But and the, the the whole front row were wearing um, Argentina shirts. They were all Levetsi. That was it. Le, uh, Levetsi was making ah, his debut. The PSG guy, yeah. Yeah, and the um, uh, the, 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 the they took um, uh, it was Herbe, and they, it's about a thousand miles to travel down to Guangzhou, and they'd taken. Five six hundred fans, which is not a lot by Premier League standards, but in in China, and you think a lot of these guys probably aren't earning that much money. Um, they, they, they've and they made a lot of noise. And all the three games I've gone to, the away fans have made a lot of noise, and that's. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you'll remember the uh, podcast from last year where a good friend of the podcast Kelly came on and we gave her a bit of an interview about Chinese football, and she was talking about the the trials and tribulations of following Dalian yeah. around the country and how she would take a train for like 24 hours just to get mm. to an away game and etc etc so uh, that's your experience of Chinese football the other thing I wanted to ask you about was obviously you watched quite a bit of FC Seoul games in the first half of last season and then you buggered off for a year or so and you've come back and you've seen one Seoul game so far you think Seoul have improved this year over last year or well definitely yeah I, I, I mean I came back for a couple of weeks last year and I, in the autumn I think it was August Maybe the start of September. So, Seoul had already signed um, Takahagi and Adriano. Adriano, and and they both made a massive difference. I think. I mean, they that that's the the biggest difference in the team. But then they've they've changed a lot of the defence. The defence was very dodgy last year, and they've signed new midfielders. And not having seen the other midfielders too much, but they they just look like a proper team now. They look a lot more coherent. And um, Adriano makes all the difference. Having a world class player like that. Um, now, maybe not world class, but uh, higher class. Well, than uh, than what what you see in last year, by a long way. If they just changed the manager, they'd be invincible. It it, it does still make you wonder as to 
really just how how on earth Dejan, how how bad was that re relationship between Adriano and, and, and Dejan that allowed him to let him bugger off to Brazil and then be signed on a free transfer? And just how bad was he, that relationship? He's got all their goals, haven't he? But how, how good was it that he stayed for the first six months when they got rele relegated? And then how did it deteriorate so much that he went off, basically, buggered off back to Brazil and was unable to sign for Sol on a free transfer, as we understand? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a player of his class should never be playing in the, in the K-League Challenge, right? Well, he was signed in the K-League Challenge. But, I mean, after he proved himself in the yeah. Classic, he should never have... But, I mean, we can speculate all we like, we're just going to waste time, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, any, any other points you want to add before we move on to... Well, I just I just say that the main difference on the pitch, I'd say, was that I think you notice in Korean football there's less money, but there's there's probably a higher quality of Korean players. The Korean yeah. players are coming through the grassroots system, and the foreigners, it's a bit of a gamble. They might get in the team, they might not. In China at the moment, it's very much about the, the star players. The Chinese players, they're working from quite a low base. I don't think a lot of the clubs have the infrastructure to, to bring young players through. Well, now President Xi is changing that. He's really pumping a lot of money into the into the grassroots and I think perhaps maybe in 10-15 years time you'll see Chinese players come through but at, at the moment it's still it's like who are your three foreigners or four foreigners if you've got a good Asian foreigner in there as well mm. and then how are the rest of the team going to fit around that and, and that's what makes it really interesting seeing the, the Korean and Chinese teams play each other in the Champions League because it's the Korean team probably more of a team more of an equal standard or the Chinese team kind of seven or eight Lower quality players, three or four stars, and what what do you need? Is it is, team, is football a team game or an individual game? Yeah. And, and that's it's like I mean, it's as we called it back in Scotland. They, when we had you know like the same rule, uh, like in uh, the the European Champions League, we used to call it the the eight daddy rule in Scotland because you had three good foreigners and then eight Scottish daddies. <laughs> uh, and I think that's what you're seeing pretty much with the Chinese teams. I've been unimpressed by every Chinese team in the in the Champions League. I haven't I mean, been impressed it, by a single one of them. You, you talk about the ACL, right? But, I mean, I mean, obviously there are matches next week, aren't there? So we should probably get on yeah. to the previews. But w before the season started, when we were doing our ACL preview special, people were talking about, oh, this team's gone out and spent $30 million on mm. this player. And we were sort of worried about how that was going to affect it. But... The Chinese teams have not been that impressive, have they? I haven't been impressed by any of them. To I mean, be honest. Guangzhou are basically basically out. out, aren't they? I mean, they're not technically out, but it's going to take a miracle on a huge brown envelope to get them through. Yeah. Uh, Jiangsu are dodgily. Uh, I mean, they're in could touch. Could still get through. They're in touch, but they've got some. T but they're probably only going to get through at the at the expense of John Book, who have just been crap. They've got a. I mean, Jiangsu have to go to John Book and get a result. I think basically yeah, to go through. Yeah, that that last game's going to win and take. That should be a cracker yeah. that game. But yeah. I mean, I should we? Should we? Uh, talk, we'll, we'll leave that for the uh, beginning of May podcast. Yeah. You want to go through round Shandong, five? Shandong. I mean, we're talking about if you talk about to just finish off like the four teams. I mean, Shandong have been poor. But they were the team without any particular stars, right? Yeah. And, so, and I think Shandong uh, have got some good. They've got some good players, actually. They, they, they probably I mean, play more as a team yeah. than They, they else, were the so. team without sort of a massive... A massive signing. A massive yeah. signing, yeah. yeah. And, uh, OK, I mean, I think Shanghai are top of their group and, and are almost certainly through. But, again, uh, for me, a lot of that is down to the fact that Gamba have been so poor. 
So for this week's podcast, obviously next Tuesday, Wednesday is round five of the group games. Yep. You want to have a quick preview while we're talking about it? Yeah, it sounds good, yeah. So I guess the, the first one to look at will be uh, on, on on Tuesday. Yep. Uh, so you have uh, Pohang are playing uh, Guangzhou Evergrande, I believe. Yep, at home. At home. Uh, pretty much Evergrande, as we just said, almost technically out. Pohang looks like they're a mess, need to win. Must uh, win for both teams. Yeah, must win for, for, must win for both teams. And then the other game in that group is on the Wednesday, apparently. Uh, yeah, it is. I don't know why they've put it. I guess there's maybe something happening in Australia on the Tuesday. Like, I don't know, beat your Aboriginal neighbour day or something. <laughs> so Sydney at home to Urawa. That is slightly dodgy, though, because like, usually the Champions League, it kicks off on the same day, definitely in Europe, because uh, if Sydney and Urawa say no, that a, a draw would take them both through, then they could... Well, technically, if Evergrande win that game, right, they would be on five points, which would mean that Sydney would... That means yeah, if Irawa if Irawa beat Sydney, then they'd both be through. And they'd both be through. Yeah, it's a bit dodgy, but... It's actually really dodgy, yeah. I mean, technically, Irawa and Sydney are already through. Technically. I mean, not technically, but you have to imagine... Likely. Likely. It's going to take a huge turnaround from Pohang or Evergrande. But definitely, even for Pohang, it's going to take a massive swing. I mean, Sydney need, Sydney need one point from their last two games to get through, basically. Because they've got yeah. the head-to-head on Pohang, haven't they? Yep, they have indeed, yeah. So, one point from two games. And Urawa, I think, losing to Pohang, they played him in the last game. Urawa won't know it, it's, it's in their hands. Well, if yeah, if, if, Pohang, if Pohang win, then it's all in their hands, whatever Urawa do. So, it's still... Pohang are still right in that. Yeah, they're, that they're still in there, but I think it takes Pohang to win the next two. They have to win their last two games. Yeah. Yeah. Right, the other games being played on that day: um, Suwon are going to Gamba, and yeah. Shanghai are at home to Melbourne. And again, that's another group where basically Shanghai are through. A point takes Shanghai through, uh, and a victory takes Melbourne through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Almost. Because they're playing each other. Or if or if yeah, Suwon goes I mean. if Suwon go to Gamba and draw, then yeah. that was Suwon not are in a very similar position to Pohang. They have to win the last two games. Uh, yeah, Gamba look as if they Gamba need to win both their games. Suwon need to win both their games. Someone's got to give one of those two teams is out. Uh, if not both, Gamba was one of our tips. What one of our co- collective brains tips for the title? They were definitely my tip for the title. Uh, I cannot believe how poor they've been. Four games and no victories. I cannot believe that. I really can't. Yeah, but I mean, um, Guangzhou Evergrande's the same, right? When we when we did our massive ACL preview, people were picking between Gamba Osaka and, and mm-hmm. Guangzhou Evergrande, yeah. and they both looked like they're going out. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Uh, on the other Wednesday's game, uh, Wednesday's games, I guess we have... We're all Wednesday, aren't we? <laughs> oh, some of us are. Uh, I guess we'll start with the one that we won't be at, or podcasting live from, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be John Book at Away to Tokyo. Yep. And I... Pretty huge. I mean, I guess all the games on that group now are pretty huge. That, that's, uh, the cl- that's the closest group, right? Where yeah. I mean, technically, any of the four teams can still go through. Um, yeah, Bindong, they've... I mean, we, we heard they were strong at home, and they've proved that by getting a win and a draw. Yeah. They've now got to go to Jiangsu. Do you think they can get a result there? No, I think Jiangsu will win that. Which, I think, heaps huge pressure on Jongbuk. So Jiangsu would go on to eight points yep. if they win that. Tokyo are on seven at the moment. John Booker on six. So uh, yeah. Having having watched the home match, not 
I mean, on on TV between Tokyo and and, and John Book, I cannot see Tokyo losing. They might draw, but they won't lose that to John Book. I think I think John Book are in a really precarious situation. I think FC Tokyo could be the only Korean team to get out of the ACL group. John Book need to beat Tokyo, I think. Need to beat them, and then need to destroy Jiangsu. Well, John, yeah. So John Book have got Jiangsu the last game, so yeah, massive. It, it's probably whatever permutations will probably set up a, a winner takes all yeah. game. So you, so you think Bindong basically they've they've only got a mathematical chance of qualifying. In reality, no hope. I think I don't see them going to China and getting anything, which then therefore means that they're just mathematically get possible. I've been impressed by them, and they may very well beat Tokyo and Vietnam. But I think the most they're going to get is seven points. And I don't think that's going to be enough to get them second. Okay. I, I watched the reverse game of that when Betamax were playing um, Jiangsu in Vietnam. And I think Jiangsu weren't really much fit. They hadn't played a league game at that mm. stage. And even though Betamax, <laughs> Betamax they, uh, they, deserved, um, they deserved the draw and they played well, I think in China, yeah, they'd struggle. Yeah, I think they'll struggle in China. They'd, as I said, they, they might very well beat Tokyo at, at, at home, but that's only going to give them seven points, and I don't think seven points is good enough to get them second place. Yeah. Okay, last group. Um, well, I so guess Seoul just need a point against Buriram and they're through. Yeah, but Seoul could also crash out if they don't get... The, if, if, if the worst comes to the worst and they actually lose to Buriram, then, yeah. then they're going to need to go to... Yep. I need to go to Japan in the last game. You, you sound nervous about this, Paul. After the after the six 0 win away at Buriram, Buriram are you? Well, uh, and I know Buriram have got four losses so far out of four games, but I, I do remember last year we were talking about Chumbuk. It's like from round three, it's like oh, you, they need to do this, they need to do this, and they kept failing to do that, didn't they? Yeah, but you should also add as well as having four losses, John, uh, Buriram also haven't scored <laughs> in four games. So I think really. You're looking at the chance of Buriram suddenly finding their, their their scoring shoes, or whatever they're saying is, at the top, you know, at the ground of Seoul, is really unlikely. The, the only chance they've got is if Seoul start resting players and being complacent, yeah. which, I, why should they? They should win that game, win it well, and then they can rest players. Uh, I mean, a point is enough. Uh, unfortunately, when Che has been faced with a point is enough, as we know from Western Sydney Wanderers games, he generally plays at absolute crap and tries to get a point, yeah? But a point is enough against Seoul. I cannot see Seoul not getting out of that group. Wait, but I, I, I get your point. They could crash out. And to be honest, if anyone can, can crash out by going to Japan and losing, it is FC Seoul. Yeah. Um, he so, did, yeah. He did rest Takahagi. He only gave Adriano 45 minutes midweek, so they should be fresh as well. It seems yeah. like you wouldn't rest players if you weren't going to pick a, a strong team. Yeah. For me, if Chi has any sense, he puts his full strength team out, goes out there, gets that game won by half time, and then rests Hakage and Adriano half time. And, and based on that, we can give you a, 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 an exclusive bit of information. Uh, assuming Seoul do qualify, this year's foreign, FC Seoul Foreigners Day, which was slated for the 22nd of May, will be pushed back to the 29th of May. Because uh, the, the game against Chedri that's scheduled for the 22nd will be postponed until July. So they can focus on their uh, ACL round of sixteen game okay. before and after the uh, the week the midweek before and the midweek after the twenty second. Okay, it's good of the league to give them that chance to. Prepare Which would mean who would that twenty ninth be against? Uh, Chunnam again. Uh, not Chunnam. Yeah, Chunnam. Yeah, Chunnam. Already. Same as last year. Ah, interesting. Well, here's here's hoping 
So we'll get pumped at the ACL. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to say e- even <laughs> just if for get, any reason. Even if they get cu- even if they get pumped out, it'll still be the 29th because yeah. yeah. As someone that's involved in arranging that event, we have to make the decision now which we're going to do it so we can prepare properly. Ooh. So it'll be the 29th. I'll get my important in the corner. Uh, is this some official secrets that you're revealing here? Uh, no, maybe. Um, so that's the ACL done. Yep. Um, there was another round of matches this week. There was indeed. Yesterday. The round that broke my heart. All all teams played on the same day, which is a bit of a rarity. Bumper. This is a bumper edition with the uh, so many games going on. Yeah. Um, you went to one. I did indeed. But now I'm watching Africa TV. God, I love I love to do podcasts at night time. We went to one. Uh, we sure did, yeah. Um, where do you want to start, Mark? Uh, I would rather... Let's just get mine over and done with, right? Okay, so Song Nam, top of the league, at home, against... John Nam. John Nam, who are second bottom. Yep. So I'm going to assume that Song Nam won easily. In five, my heart, they did. Five or six nil, probably. Uh, should have been. They should have won that game about two or three now. Uh, it was one of the most frustrating games I think I've ever watched. Um, Songnam were poor. I guess the only highlight was probably Peter, who actually did look like a half decent player. I think, to be honest, I think Songnam showed that if they don't have Kim Do Hyun playing, they really can't create anything. Um, uh, I was disappointed in, them, in pretty much the whole team, to be perfectly honest. Uh, it was a boiling hot day as well, and I guess wearing black in a temporary stand on a boiling hot day is not is not the best idea in the world. Um, but uh, it was disappointing, yeah. To kind of to kind of surrender the the top of the table to a, a John Am team that's kind of been poor this season was kind of uh, hard to take. Not really much to talk about. Five thousand people there, not a great crowd. Uh, not really much happened. Sonam should have won it. They had enough. They had chances. They created chances. But definitely, I think we discussed this maybe a few weeks ago on the, on the podcast. That my biggest concern about about Songnam was their strength of of squad. I just don't feel they have a big enough squad. I think if you take someone influential like Kim Do Hyun out that squad, they they literally um, they have nothing. And I think with the news that. As we'll discuss next week, but with the news that that uh, Yoon Young Sun is now getting is going to uh, the army, uh, I'm I'm really concerned that with, with both those players gone, uh, I think Son are going to struggle for the next few weeks. Is Kim is Kim out? Is he is he going to the army or is it an injury? Well, oh, Kim, he, I mean Kim Dae is old. That's a problem, right. and he he doesn't seem to be particularly the most match fit person anyway. Like for, for example, so he was just rested for a week. Yeah, yeah. like he 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 started. Last season, and he played every game. But when I got to the summertime, he just he he was only making sixty minutes because actually he was he was exhausted yeah. in the heat after sixty minutes, and he never really recovered from that. But even going into the winter games, he kind of started only playing sixty minutes. Uh, then this season, he started this season only playing sixty minutes. Uh, then against Incheon, he came off the bench with maybe uh, fifteen minutes left. And he's Inchon. central midfield. Yeah, it? yeah. He's a captain as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I I guess it's that part. That that role where you you you've got to, it's all about game management and, and managing the getting the yeah. best. I remember um, 
was it the Champions League final in 99 when it was Lothar Mateus, you know, the absolute yeah. masterclass against Man United for about an hour and or maybe 70 minutes, but then it was like, he's 38, yeah. you've got to take him off and, and you can't... I mean, I think if you're, if you're looking at two games, right, I mean, he has, he played maybe 20 minutes, as I said, against Inchon, uh when we needed him because it was like, you know, he came on at 3-2 at, at and that's why the game was never in doubt at that point. Uh, then you have John Am three days later, four days later. Then you have John Book, uh, you know, like three days later. Uh, Hagbum took the decision to rest him against John Am. I guess you'll play now against John Book, uh, but it was a decision that unfortunately we don't have a strong enough squad to be able to rest someone like that. We don't have a good enough team. You know, it's not like you can rest Adriano for 45 minutes because you have Patrick Young and Dehan. Like, we literally don't have that kind of strength and depth. And I think that was shown on uh, on um, Wednesday. It was a nothing he's draw, but... I mean, P2 played re- relatively well. Uh, or at least that's what my girlfriend kept... I think that's what she was shouting in Korean. It was either, either that or she was shouting her phone number. <laughs> uh, it was one of the two. Uh, but um, I, I just think... He did play well, P2, but he's, he has no Kim Do-young. And I think when you have a frustratingly uh, erratic Jekyll and Hyde player like Wang Yijo, you need the kind of the kind of stability of a Kim Do-young in midfield. And do, yeah. does, do you think Song Nam playing one of the teams near the bottom, do they sometimes struggle to break down the, the lesser teams at home? Is, no, oh. our, our problem last year was our fear that he beat the top teams. Right. Uh, which is what, what what's been great this year that we beat Pohang and, and we beat the Blue Wings. This is why I thought that we kind of you know, but doing with it. I mean, like, we're, we're still second in the league, two points clear of John Book. I mean, yeah. it's nothing. I wouldn't like, be I wouldn't be too I mean, depressed. About it, you know I mean? Five weeks into the season, unbeaten. Yeah, yeah it's. Um, but it was just like watching it, you know, like knowing in the next few weeks that, that we have the games against John Book and Seoul coming up. Uh, lose those two games, you're suddenly back down to like fifth. You know, and it's kind of like history repeating itself. I, I, I just feel that we should have taken the points against John Am. John Am didn't really do a, a, a whole lot in the game at all, to be honest. I think they came for a draw and they got their draw. Um, but Song Nam were frustrating to watch. Uh, and it wasn't a, good, wasn't a good day, to be honest. Well, good luck against Chumbuk at the weekend. Hope you get a draw. Well, you hope you get a win, don't you? Surely. No, a draw, draw would suit me. You've got to, surely you've got to view John Book as being the bigger threat in the song now. Mm, I think Trey's the biggest threat to Sol's chances. And about Che Kang yeah? <laughs> so I, I guess how, how, you guys went to Guangzhou, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. you want to tell us about your experience and your trip and your time there? Oh, okay, I mean, first of all, can we begin, how many penalties did you get? Just the one. Just the one, right, okay. Adriano Penn scored again, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> that, that doesn't really work in Korea because it's called PG, because it's like penalty goal, but like it does work back in the UK where it says Penn on like video printers. It anyway. messed the scoreboard up as well because they, they only had five spaces for the characters, which is Adriano's name. So when he scored, they had to put a football over this. is the first syllable of his name. <laughs> so, so, so he went from Adriano to being picture of a bald Adriano. Baldriano? Baldriano, yeah. And then he, then he was taken off. <laughs> he, he was taken off shortly after. I think the scoreboard operator must have come down oh, okay, and doubled him. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he was taken off? Mm-hmm. Half-time, yeah. I thought he only... Oh, okay, so he did... He played the first he, he played, half. Okay. Dejan came on for the second half. 
I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. You asked us about the trip to Guangzhou, so you wanted to start from the, the 6 six a.m. departure from Hongdae. I, I don't think you particularly want a, a full... Uh, not particularly, no. No, it's way more like... By a minute account of the whole journey, the, the whole drive down with Paul driving like 220 kilometres an hour, no space. And there's I guess I guess the one thing I want to know is like, did the Patriot play well or did they play like F.C. Souls Patriot? I guess that's my main... That's my main question. Uh, and I'd refer, you, I'd refer you to the 40HA's Twitter account where I believe I addressed that very point. You did, but can you address it on this podcast for those who don't read the blog? <laughs> or the Twitter, sorry? Twitter. Uh, he played like FC Souls Patriot. He he kept getting the ball caught under his feet. So obviously he'd scored four goals up until prior to last weekend. Didn't yeah, score yeah. at the weekend. Didn't score yesterday. Um, yeah, He had a couple of half chances, got the ball caught under his feet. Tripped over the ball a couple of times. Okay. Uh, the bubbles burst, I think. The bubbles burst, you think? Yeah. Okay. He's such a patriot, he didn't want to score against his old team. There is that as well, maybe, maybe, maybe there is he's that. A patri- he's supposed to be a patriot missile with a, with a true left, left or right foot, which gets the ball straight in the top corner. Yeah, left foot, I think, isn't it? W- wasn't was any foot, foot yesterday. Wasn't any foot. <laughs> uh, obviously, so, so you won 2-1. Yep. Uh, Adriano PG, what we'll call him from now on. Yep. Not for parental guidance, but for another penalty goal. Both both goals were gifted, to be honest. So obviously the penalty, well, uh, yeah. the, the striker was up, 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 upended and put in the net by Adriano. Okay, who was the striker? Who was was Adriano? Who was fouled? Park Park Chu Young was fouled. Um, oh, wow, so that's when you go and call him. I have my striker. Really? It was interesting because the penalty they got two weeks ago, Park Chu Young scored right. Uh, and then Adrian obviously scored at the weekend, and then I think this was the first time when they'd both been on the pitch. Right. Adriano took seniority and scored. I like how you actually are admitting there, Paul, that FC Seoul have had three penalties in three matches in a row. I don't, I don't know if I, I think <laughs> so. I just want you to know, I just want you to kind of sum that right, up, right? I'm, I'm admitting they've been fouled three matches in a row. Three penalties, three matches in a row. Come on, how big an envelope has GS got? It's a, it's a very small envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'd say, um, I don't know, Choi is very particular about his penalties apparently and where, where yeah, the goalkeeper yeah. dives, but uh, there used to be a thing with Arsene Wenger that he wouldn't let Thierry Henry take the penalty if he'd been fouled for the kick. Right, he's the, too angry. The penalty taker wouldn't be in the right frame of mind or be a bit injured, so maybe because Park was brought down for the penalty, it's Adriano got to take it. I might be reading too much into this. But... But Park, it's Chi, I don't think Chi thinks that much. <laughs> Park had opened the scoring mm-hmm. um, via uh, the Guangzhou defender, got the ball left, it was, left it, of the area. It was actually the goalkeeper. Was it the, the, goalie? the, the goalkeeper, Choi Bongjin, um, he, he decided to roll a little ball out to the left back. And um, maybe we'll come on to the Guangzhou left back in, in a moment, but... Uh, it wasn't the one that we all picked for our best eleven. Uh, okay. I was going to say I'd, I'd travelled all the way over to see Guangzhou because I'd heard such great things about the Guangzhou left back and how uh, Guangzhou Udum. is. Udum, 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 yeah. Didn't even play yesterday. Very disappointing. But anyway, yeah, the the the, um, the goalkeeper rolled the ball out to the left back, and the left the left back was uh, trotting forward, and I don't think the goalkeeper. He, he kind of rolled it out a bit too weakly, but he wasn't really expecting it. So in the end, the goalkeeper rolled it out. The left back had been running away, and suddenly the ball was behind him. And um, yeah, uh, Ko Kwang Min was just like, "Oh, thank you very much." The, the goalkeeper just rolled the ball out. The defender's not looking, nipped in, passed it to Park Chu Young, 
and to be fair Park it, it was a good finish um, he had two defenders closing on him and he put it in the corner but it was kind of one of those as a fan you're like there's absolutely no danger the player yeah. is 90 metres away the other end of the field you're not really paying attention and then it was like oh we're in, we've scored. Yeah. And it's like, it, I think the celebration was a bit muted because everyone was like, what's going on? Is that offside? What's, what, how did that happen? Because we, literally we had the ball and no one knew how. Yeah. It was only watching the replay that we saw that the, the goalie had basically just rolled it straight to yeah. s- straight to the, straight to Ko, Ko Kwang Min. So I guess they, with that result, I guess with Song Nam drawing and Seoul winning, I guess uh, Seoul are top. Certainly are. Deserved? Um. Seoul fans are going crazy because obviously Seoul are typically slow starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally about this time of year, five games in, we'd expect to have one or two points. Uh, we've actually got 12, four wins and one loss. Uh, the one thing I would say to, to Seoul fans is constrain yourself because we have played the bottom four teams out of the 12. So Bottom four teams isn't where you would think they would be or the bottom four teams isn't where they are though? Um, I think if you look at the, the bottom four teams... Uh, Incheon bottom, Cheonnam second bottom, Sangju, Kwangju. Probably Cheonnam are the biggest surprise. Yeah. They, they normally come out, normally have a fast start and tail off, and this year they've been pretty poor. Okay. But so, the other teams are. Yeah. Great. I mean, Incheon, Sangju, Kwangju, you'd expect you'd be in the bottom six, yeah? Yeah. So uh, you're definitely looking at saying that you've played three of the bottom six teams that you would expect. Yeah. Okay. And, and the one top team you played, you lost to, yeah? Yeah. Um, okay. Which, if you look at Chumbuk's matches so far you'd probably say that losing to them was not the greatest result right? yeah what would be the played since then yeah. I mean it, yeah, first match of the season you think oh Chumbuk are going to be the team to beat this year so you go there in a bit of trepidation but if you play them sort of round 5 round 6 you think well round 6 like you guys are yeah. you think actually they're there for the taking we'll see well, I guess we'll get to that when we come to the previews yeah, yeah okay so I guess just they wrap up the other scores because we didn't. Well, obviously, being a game you can't see in other games. Yeah. Um, we had uh, the Blue Wings at home to Pohang, finished one each. Uh, penalty for Pohang opened the scoring. Yang Dong Hyun, uh, and then the equaliser for Suwon Blue Wings was by Higar making his debut, uh, scoring the. Oh no, sorry, wait a minute. <laughs> it was Quan Chang Hyun. <laughs> Higar is nobody to be seen yet. I think he's actually in Brazil, right? He's, he's, he's home. Well, preparing to sign for FC Seoul. <laughs> I think so. When Adriana gets nipped off to China in the summer. Um, as we discussed... Uh, the, only, the, only thing oh. the only thing I'd say about that game was um, Kim Dong-hyun. Bloody Mr. Watch well, all the highlights. <laughs> I, I'm just a massive Korean football fan, what can I say? I just, Kim, Kim Jong-hyun in the 97th minute. This is a young guy who's only played a handful of games. Hit the bar with a 35-yard lob. Um, really? I, I don't think it was I'm not even convinced he was trying to score he was just winning the ball in a tackle the goalkeeper was completely no in no man's land and he was almost very embarrassed but um, no no, no Dong Gyon managed to see the ball loop back into his hands yeah. he's actually not been that poor a keeper no uh, he, they, he's, I mean I think a lot of Suwon fans were disappointed when uh, Jung left I think Noh's done a reasonably like a reasonable job in coming in, yeah. He's not jonged it yet, has he? So he hasn't jonged it yet, no. He almost did, but... Uh, no damn good, as I think as we called him last season, right? Uh, John Book, uh, we're playing at home to Incheon, the worst team I've ever seen in Korea, other than Dejan. Uh And again, who else but Lee Dong-guk? 
uh, scored with seven minutes left. He had a beautiful goal as well. I, d- I didn't see it, but uh, yeah, it, was, it was a good goal. Yeah, yeah. Leonardo chipped the ball in, uh, Lee Jong-ho headed it down, and uh, Lee Dong-guk chested it and then volleyed it in the in the top corner in right. the far post. It was a so goal, he, of, goal of the prob- goal probably, of the round. Probably better me. than his goal at the weekend. So he's having a bit of a kind of purple patch, purple patch right? Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately his teammates aren't. Uh, and especially their, as we've discussed, their defence with that big Kim Ki Hee goal, uh, and John Inter equalised with the last kick. Of the, I think it was the last, almost the last it, kick of the ball. It was, it was just about on ninety minutes, but it was, it was, a, it was very similar to uh, John Buck's goal. Um, it was, a, it was a long ball forward. Very well taken. Wasn't Kevin it? headed it on, yeah, very well taken, and uh, Song Si Wu um, collected it and then laced it into the, the top left hand corner. He it collected was, uh, it, he sort of. Tapped yeah. it to the left, put it on his favourite favorite foot, and then banged it in the corner. Top corner, yeah. And went mental. So, so he's a lefty. Well, it was a left foot shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Not very many of them in Korea. Very, very well taken from basically from the edge of the area, right? Yeah, yeah. It was very well taken. Okay. Uh, I mean, from what I heard from uh, Matthew Bins, uh, who's like the kind of John Book correspondent, I guess, and for uh, K League United. I, I, uh, Lex, how I, I would only be done the forum. Lex was but calling for the head of the manager. It would seem that that Che's rotation uh, system, his rotation tactic, whatever you want to call it, system tactic, whatever, is is kind of coming hugely undone. Is John Big have no idea who's playing, no idea what they're doing. Well, it might, and look it, it might be slightly unfortunate because John Book were scraping a lot of one nils last season, but they've Lee Dongook's scored, given them the lead. But you mean you both seven games minutes? this week. But then they've they've conceded two last minute goals and and that that goal was a great goal. So um, I mean, when you score against Incheon, like the worst team in the league, or uh, but they'll yeah. they say the worst team in the league, but the but the bottom team in the table, like the you don't team expect the league, them to place it in from twenty yards in the yeah, top corner. Yeah, there'll be five minutes left. Yeah, I mean at that point in time, you think the game's wrapped up. Yeah, but uh, Mr. Partaloo, he's been relegated to training with the reserves. Oh really? Mm. So. He had a, apparently had a poor game in last last week's ACL game. Mm-hmm, okay. And then since then, he's not even training with the first team, he's training with the reserves. Oh. So he's well out of the picture at the minute. Oh, well, I guess um, we won't try to get him on the podcast anytime soon. I think this would be the perfect time to get him on to hear, hear his, air his grievances. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we have uh, John Book. <laughs> Sorry. <It's> just, done. <laughs> <laughs> just done. Next up, we have Jeju. Uh, who were at home to Sanju? And this was like, this was a like game of the round. I mean, this was pretty incredible. Uh, game finished four two. Uh, with like Jeju running out like four 0 ahead after like only sixty five minutes. They scored a goal in the first minute, a goal in the fifth minute, a goal in the first minute after half time, and then a goal with like twenty five minutes left. Uh, and then Sanju pulled two goals back. Uh, Kim Sung Jun and M Sang Hyup. To make it look a little bit more respectable. From what I could see on Twitter, John, uh, Jeju were absolutely. Dis- well, obviously, they were destroying and they were throwing it up. But it looks like maybe Jeju uh, have found a bit of form. They did. I mean, they, they went 2 1 up against Suwon, only to throw it away to each. Like, at home, I think they are pretty unbeatable, yeah? So we'll see what happens whenever a decent team goes there, I guess. But I think they're pretty strong at home. Yeah. Home. But interestingly, four goals like uh, this this round, two goals the previous round, and not a single goal for uh, Igano. So Igano is obviously yeah, he find himself amongst the goals. 
And then the final game of the round, I guess, was Suwon at home to Osan, which was a 4 pm kickoff, I think. Uh, and everyone's favourite Jimmy joke uh, scored again. I think that's his second goal. There's uh, Ogan Jimmy scored a penalty just before half time. And then Kim Sung Jun for Osan equalised, yeah? Yeah, so that's uh, so that's one one, which leaves Suwon Suwon City. This is sitting pretty in uh, yep. sixth place. Yep, Suwon City still sitting above uh, Suwon Blue Wings. So I guess like, in in England you have like the Arsenal Spurs thing, which is called like, Saint Saint Something Day, when Arsenal oh, Saint Tottenham's Day. Saint Tottenham's Day, right? Yeah. When Arsenal. Uh, when Spurs can no longer catch Arsenal on the table. Yeah. That's not going to happen this year, obviously, because Spurs are going to finish second, right? Um, but I guess, can we come up with something for uh, for um, Suwon and Suwon Blue Wings? Because I'm really hoping it would be amazing if Suwon City finished. I know they'd be called it St. Bernard Matthews Day on the blog, but... <laughs> sure, it just be Suwon't. Suwon't. But uh, Blue Won't. <laughs> Blue Won't. Blue Won't. But yeah, it's, it's interesting that after... Five rounds, I mean, uh, Suwon City are still sitting above the Blue Wings, yeah? But the Blue Wings are getting closer and closer, right? They're getting closer and closer, but... Surely it'll be, all be deciding the, the, that first derby in a couple of weeks. Which we'll be podcasting live from, yeah? From Tanjon. From Tanjon, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> podcasting live from a prison cell nearby. <laughs> yeah. We'll be uh, at Tanjon with the game with the Seoul Songnam game in front of us watching both of us watching <laughs> Suwon Derby on our phones basically yeah and live tweeting that basically. okay so obviously as well as having a full day of classic games yesterday uh, on election day we had a full game a full round of a full fixture list of challenge games yep uh, except for the one team that was off this week obviously yeah we'll just go through them quickly uh, highlights Daegu go back in winning form beating Goyang Ziploc uh, 3-1 with a couple of goals from Ida. A couple of goals, well, one at least from, from Ida. One from Paulo Sergio, again. Uh, Ida being the Palestinian-Brazilian, was about as Palestinian as me. Uh, then we have the police events, they felt their defeat. As uh, Gangwon beat them 2-0. Goals from Che Jin-ho and Shim Young-sun. Uh, Gyeongnam won. Uh, they played Chunju. Uh, and a goal from Christian Dali. It might not be Christian, but Dali Anashi, who's this like amazing player, Romanian player, right? Romanian player. Yeah, that no one really understands why he's in the challenge. The guy who like set Chinese football alight, I think. He like, scored did a whole he, ton did, of goals. Did he, in Gary? Did he? Did he? Did he? He um. He's like he he's like a really like, played in the Chinese league for Jiangsu. He's got a lot of goals for Jiangsu Sung yeah. in his. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he spent two and a half seasons, uh, but that, this is a while back. This is. Uh, Why has he got a two-year gap in his career history? Uh, I guess he's got a two-year gap in his career history because he was he was doing everything he could to get a move to Gyeongnam. <laughs> he's doing his military service. <laughs> he's doing his military service in Romania. But yeah, I mean, everybody's been talking about this guy about how you know how he was like way too good for the Korean challenge for the Korean Challenge League. Uh, so we'll see what happens, yeah. But I think that's his first goal, yeah. Should trade him with Igor. Igor instead, yeah. Uh, the Butchon Anyang Derby, which uh, Korea Racing went to and uh, was tweeting about. Two goals, well, one minute. Well, did, did he tweet about it? Uh, he tweeted two tweets, one nil, one each, final, something like that. Yeah. Uh, goal, go for Lukian. I kind of resent giving him the uh, the 48 Shades password for that for that amount of tweeting. 
Well, I said, what was quite funny is when I gave him the password, he says, I'm not drinking. And I was like, no, no, that's the password. <laughs> I think now when he's changed the password, he's given a massive hint what it is. Oh, no one's going to guess what it is. There's so many hackers who were just waiting for you guys to slip up there, yeah. But uh, cut long story short, uh, yeah, it was uh, Ten Man and Yang drew one each with Butch on. Uh, I go for Lukian and I go for mm, Orsini, who I guess is obviously not Korean as well. Uh, and then Pusan were at home to Eland in a massive game, uh, and it was a double by for Jonathan's Beluso. Yep. I know. I gotta love his celebrations for these goals. He went absolutely crazy when he scored them. The first one was deflected. The second one, he was trying to get to a ball across the box. The defender got there first and hit it against the shin of his standing foot and went in. And he still was celebrating it like crazy. And uh, yeah, but. He was the, he's the man, he's the, he's the man, the myth, the legend, right? That's because he's been an absolute pile of... Yep. So far. So basically, we're left with Elan top, Ansan second, Daegu third, and Gangwon fourth. And the only four positions that matter. The, the only other thing I'd say was that um, Busan's penalty was an even worse decision than the FC Seoul game. Really? It was, uh, it was a, long ball, a long ball into the box. There's nothing wrong with the <laughs> FC Seoul penalty. <laughs> well, they, uh, they say there was some contact there. They, this one was a long ball into the box. The Seoul Elan defender chested it down, kicked it away. The ref gave a penalty. What? And he was just kind of like, what, what? Apparently he handballed it, according to the referee. Ridiculous. But it was just chest, boots, gone. Okay, so I guess the next thing you do then is to uh, preview the, the challenge games for next week, for, for the upcoming weekend. Have you not got a man of the match from from the uh, classic games for round five? Uh, my man of the match is going to be anyone in a Jeju shirt. And Hyung Bong. Byung Hyun. I'm Byung Hyun. <laughs> Who's that? Isn't that one of the Tsunari... For, 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 for the, 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 the guy who scored twice for Jeju? Yeah. Okay, I, I'm going to give it to Song Siwoo for just for his last-minute goal against... Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going, for, I'm going to go for, for, for Lee Dong-Guk to be older than me and still scoring. Uh, that was a, yeah, that was a great goal. That was a goal. Because, I mean, I'm my age and I can barely score. I mean, I hate Lee dong as much as the next guy, but... His goal this week. The next week guy is actually Gary who, who thinks he's great. His, his, his goal this week was pretty special. Okay. So I'm going to so go with E Dong Gook. Okay, I'll go with E Dong Gook as well. I slurred that. I'll go with E Dong Gook as well. I'm not editing that out. I don't care if you keep it or not. I won't, it's, like, it's like a married couple bitching. <laughs> okay. Kim and everybody, the challenge previews. So you're now three beers in. Does that mean I'm going to get lucky tonight? <laughs> Dude, there's no chance you ever get lucky with me. Okay. Uh, so challenge matches preview. I guess we found our closing music for tonight. Kevin <laughs> <laughs> Monog, lucky, lucky, lucky. Uh, I, I guess you could say that was solo with their penalty earlier in round four. So uh, yeah. Now what are you getting lucky then? Yeah. I was going to Bruno Mars to be more down with the kids. Okay. But anyway, previews. Previews challenge. Yeah. Bruno Mars. Is it not Bruno Mars? Who's saying? I thought it's. Is it Farrell? Oh, is it? Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. The Feral Williams? Yeah. The guy that, that lives in the countryside? I think it's Bruno Mars, but whatever. <laughs> that would be Feral Williams, not Pharrell Williams. Feral Williams is the wild guy that lives in the countryside. Anyway, previews. <laughs> previews of the challenge. Uh, don't mention the war. Um, or in the inner cities in the Gobles. First up, Feral Williams. First up, we have Gangwon versus Go Yang Ziplock. 
Will anyone ever laugh at Goyang? I've already stopped calling him Goyang Ziploc. Surely she called him Goyang Velcro, not Zycro. Well, we did call him Velcro the first week and no one laughed either. Okay, uh, Gangmon versus Goyang. Home win. Any takers? Draw. Draw, okay. Uh, Ansan versus Chunju. Home win. Home win. Gary? Draw. Draw. Pusan uh, versus Dejan. Home win. Puchon versus Dejan. What did I say? Pusan. Puchon. Puchon versus Dejan. Home win. Uh, yeah, Tejon is still winless. Yeah, three I'm losses. So gonna go for Tejon just because Buchan have nineteen ninety five in their name, which makes them sound like a, a poor beer that's just just been lost. They like a really terrible beer as well, yeah. right? Uh, Degu Anyang. Ooh, interesting. I'm gonna go with Degu. Home win. Okay, and Pusan versus Gyeongnam. Score draw. A wee win. I'll go for Busan then. I think that. Okay. Yeah. So I think we covered all bases there. So Late night at the seaside will be. Uh, okay. So for Eric in Singapore, who sat on my blog, hitting refresh 154 times yesterday, uh, we covered all three bases there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the Kaylee Classic. First of all, Paul, will you be attending any games this weekend? Uh, yes, I will be in the rain at Seoul to watch them play in the first derby against the team that's called Suwon Whatever, question mark, Okay. according to Seoul's marketing. Okay, seeing as you will be there, let's start with that game then. How do you think it will go? Uh, I hope, obviously, I, I hope that, that Seoul win, but I also kind of hope that after their um, disrespectful marketing campaign that they don't win. It was pretty disrespectful, right? Yeah. Calling um, them Suwon Whatever. Yeah, I, I don't like it at all. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that either, to be honest. Um, do you think it was maybe meant as being, we don't care what Suwon we play, whether it's Suwon City or Suwon Blue Wings, will beat either one? you think that's what it was meant as? In which case, that's a lot, a bit better than Suwon whatever. No, because I've seen the Korean translation of it, and it's like, the Korean translation is a bit longer, it's like Suwon whatever, wherever, we don't care. Yeah, so basically the same... Any Sue one at all. You'll beat any Sue one. Yeah, but that's only if only if you take the last twelve months into account, right? Before that, Che had a, a terrible record against Sue. Yeah, Suwon, I so. guess. Plus I think it's dangerous because Sue one have not lost this season so far. Uh, surely they sure they've drawn a lot of games, but they're yeah. they're, they're difficult to beat, aren't they? So Okay. So so you think that's gonna be a, a home home win draw, a we win? I don't think yeah, it's yeah, hard to say. Loser, right? I don't think they're going to lose, but I wouldn't be surprised if they end up drawing. Because okay. Suwon, as, as you said, when Suwon played uh, Songnam, they were mm. good at pressing. Yeah. And, and Suwon do, uh, FC Seoul do really badly against teams that press them. They 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 require a lot of space to pass yeah. the ball around. So I think especially Adriano. I mean, Adriano maybe not so much actually, but maybe Pat Young. If you press Pat Young, I think he'll just give up and sit down the pitch. He'll, he'll panic, right? He's, yeah. He's not. I don't think he's particularly got a footballing brain, so yeah. he's not got. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would think if they if they push Patrick Young, you could you could maybe see something there. Okay. Right. Uh, obviously, I'll be well, not obviously, but I'll be travelling down to John Book. Hopefully. <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah. My name actually got rested on the bus. Yeah. Um, my first trip to John Drew World Cup Stadium, my first ever experience there, my first experience on a on a Songnam supporters bus for an away game, a lot of first there. Um, 
I just hope we get the first goal. And it's a 1 0 win. <laughs> Through Tiago. I don't really care who scores these days, but uh, we need to win. We need to bounce back after that. Nothing needs to be done. Uh, I do agree with you. I think you could probably draw with Suwon. I think if we can get a victory over, over um, John Booger, puts us back top. I think a victory is stretching it, but we just cannot lose. We have to get in the mentality of like thinking that we're 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 fighting for the for you know like first or second, not fighting for the top six. Right. Uh, and I think we need to make sure that we don't lose to John Book. Right. Uh, what's the next game? Uh, the other game on the other early kickoff on Saturday is Inchon versus Suwon. I think that's also known as the Gyeonggi-do Derby. Suwon Blue Wings. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's been 32 derbies played. And Inchon have won five. So let's move on. Okay. <laughs> As you were. Yeah. <laughs> Inchon have been pretty terrible this year. So Yeah, I cannot see them reversing that that, that record. They, they haven't beaten Suwon since 2013. Okay. Uh, they're not going to beat them. And the late kick-off that day, Sangju versus Pohang. Um, we'll see how we win for Pohang. Okay. I think Pohang... Yeah, I just I, I don't rate Sanju. Uh, I think they can score goals, but they can see too many. So I'm going to say Pohang two one victory. They need okay. more discipline at the back. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Right, two games on the Sunday. Uh, we have John Am Dragons against Guangzhou. Gary, uh, I'm going to go for John Nam win. John Nam win. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to draw written all over. I'm going to disagree and go for a goalless draw as well. Controversial. Controversial. Surely Chongzhou has got to get his. Name back on the score sheet. You think so, but it won't be that week. Okay. I'm, I'm for that. I haven't watched John. I'm, I'm for nothing. He's scored his quota for the season, I think. And then the last game for this for this round, Ulsan versus Jeju. Six each. <laughs> if it turns out that way, I'll give you ten million more in the next podcast. Uh, I'm going to go Jeju are poor away from home. Ulsan looked looked to be having a bit of a resurgence. They find that they're, they're in fourth right now. Haven't lost in four home win. 2-1. Uh, I'm going to go with home win as well. 2-2 two, two draw. Okay. That, that, that wouldn't be unexpected either. Are you going to come on next week and defend your choices and explain why it didn't work out? Um, I'll explain why they were all correct, yes. yeah. yeah just Skype me up and I'll, well, if Skype works in or, China. Or you can send your representative, Sophia. I could send, a, yeah, I'll send a representative from the, from the mainland to uh, defend my predictions. So I guess that about wraps everything up then. Uh, Gary, do you have anything to add? Since you won't be Skyping on next week because it's blocked in China. Um, that's about it from me. I think, uh, okay. yeah, I'll be, I, I will be back in Korea at some stage to watch a bit of football, so um, I'll be keeping a close eye on on how things go. Uh, so you'll be going to watch another team apart from FC Seoul then? Well, yeah, I mean, fingers crossed. If, if Jade are in town, maybe I can get to see some And you know there's football. no better place to keep up with Korean football than this podcast. Uh, yes, of course. Other than the blog, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, the blog will be updated tomorrow. I promise. Um, are you not going to have a rant this week? It's been a few weeks since you've done a rant. Uh, yeah, I guess my rant this week is probably going to be Sangju. I think you could time your selection of players better. Uh, but let's keep the rant for next week. We're going to talk about Sangju, and then we can rant. I guess just just to clue the listeners in, they've miraculously called up four players. Yeah, in the middle of the season. Well, at the beginning of the season. Ridiculous. Five, five, well, six rounds into the season. Yeah. Uh, of the four names, two of them are key players for Songnam and Seoul. Yep. The other two I didn't recognise, but... Yeah, but, I mean... Anything to do with their position in the league? 
But I mean, calling him up now is ridiculous. I have no idea why they did it. But we'll rant about that next week, yeah. Nothing to run about for the next 30 seconds this week. No? Okay. No. Closing music. Closing music.